You are listening to Messy in the Middle, the show here to help you navigate the messy blend that is life and business today. I'm your host, Haley Johnson, and my guests and I are here to dish out all the hot takes, big wins, and seriously messy moments that come with being an entrepreneur. So grab another cup of coffee, you know you want to, and let's get into it. Welcome back to The Messy Middle and welcome back to Meg. If you are listening to this immediately after her first episode, you know who she is. But if you are new joining us today, we have Megan Baker, the CEO and founder of Meg K & Co., the hiring agency for socially conscious online business owners who are ready to amplify their impact. (laughs) Meg helped me hire my very first employee back in 2020, and I am so lucky to call her a friend and fellow entrepreneur today. Meg, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. So happy to have you. So real quick, can you just remind everybody who you are and what you do uh, in your hiring agency? Totally. Hey, everyone. I'm Megan Baker, as Haley said, founder and CEO of my hiring agency. Uh, So what we do is we work with folks who are looking typically for their first or next employee, and we have our done-for-you hiring service. So we do all the heavy work, all the hard work, and use a lot of strategies so that you can get the best possible hire and, you know, in whatever job market uh, we're in right now. Awesome. So Megan has been a guest on a lot of amazing podcasts and given some very tactical and serious advice. So today we're just going to shoot the shit and talk about maybe some of the bad hiring advice that there is out there and what you can do instead. Um, so Meg, let's get started. What is maybe like one of the more common pieces of hiring advice that you see out there that really grinds your gears? Okay. I'm going to start with unicorns. Okay. (laughs) Well, and it's not necessarily like advice I see out there, but I, I hear people all the time being like, I need to find my unicorn. And I'm just like, Okay, I'm just shooting the shit here. But like, we are not unicorn hunters. Like, we need to look for people. Also, stop romanticizing the hiring process so goddamn much. And sorry, I should stop cursing. It dilutes my message. No, Um, curse as much as you want. This is an explicit (laughs) podcast. We need to earn that rating. (laughs) Yes, yes. Uh, And also, like, it's not like dating. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It's not like dating. If your hiring is feeling like dating is that dramatic and tumultuous, you're doing it wrong. Like this is a business. And it's like, I realize when I talk about biases a lot, really what it comes down to is you're being discriminatory if you're keeping it like dating. Like if you're trying to find someone who's like a match with you and it's, it's keeping you away from all of the good people out there. And that just really annoys the hell out of me. Don't put unicorn expectations on human beings. And okay, I get it. A lot of times we, we say unicorn because we mean someone who's hybrid or like we are so special. So we need someone who can be special, but like the CEO, you're the unicorn. We need to just like create a role. It might be a little hybrid. We're really good at that because we work with businesses, you know, in, almost to six figures and beyond really fucking good at that, but they're not unicorns. They're people don't put those expectations on people. Like, and also when you're looking at applications, you're not supposed to fall in love with people. Again, this is not dating. This is 
business and like stop listening to your goddamn gut all the time or tarot cards. I mean, sure, some of that is good. Putting all of like your self-esteem into like being right and like having your intuition be right is bad. It's bad business. <laughs> like, sorry, Haley, I am on a rant. No, it's like, okay. You, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, but you I'm can thinking do maybe of- let's uh, rewind a little bit and have like an ounce more structure. So when you see people looking for unicorn hires, what is maybe something that they are actually looking for when they think that they're looking for a unicorn and how can they adjust either their job description or their expectations or their approach to mm-hmm. improve their chances of success instead of just saying like, I want a unicorn and then picking someone they vibe with. Mm-hmm. Start by just stop saying that you need a unicorn. Start there. <laughs> <laughs> but so really what it comes down to is thinking about sectioning out what you need help with, like into buckets, like operations wise or marketing wise, or any of categorizing those. And then you kind of like put the categories together with what makes sense that like one kind of person outside of demographics, but like what one kind of person could do. So, um, like a lot of times your ops people aren't going to be your best salespeople. So usually those two things need to be separate, but there are other things that an ops person can be really good at, or that a marketing person could be good at. So if you're finding a hard time, make sure that even if it is hybrid, that they're adjacent enough or that the skills that are needed for one can easily transfer with some training to another. So I would start there. And then also start with, um, making sure that you can get the job in front of a lot of different people and and think about what your criteria are outside of vibes. So thinking about what are the skills that are going to make this person successful, definitely look at values alignment too. And you can ask certain questions on your application, like straight up, these are our values. Can you align yourself with these in a professional setting and go from there? and pick some people who objectively meet the criteria. Um, And they can be very two-dimensional, like the unicorn, so to speak, might not necessarily jump out at you, like in the applications or in the initial process, but then have conversations with people. And then even do, I love to do test projects paid just for like an hour or two, kind of replicating what sorts of stuff they're going to be doing. And and this is how you can just be really inclusive in your hiring process. And like, okay, if we are going to call our hybrid hires unicorns, like this is how you hunt unicorns. Like they're not obvious. Like you really have to look for them. Amazing. I love that. This week's episode of Messy in the Middle is sponsored by Thought Leaders Collective. Are you so sick of Facebook groups? totally over Instagram pods, looking for a place to find community and collaboration online without all the spammy sales, bro marketers, and frankly, bullshit that comes with the online space, then boy, do I have the thing for you. Thought Leaders Collective is for the online service provider who is ready to step into the spotlight and make a name for themselves, but is just plain tired of coming up with fresh new content for every platform every week. You just want to log on, Share your genius and bask in the glow of your newfound visibility. But it can't be that easy, can it? With Thought Leaders Collective, it totally can. 
weekly thought leadership prompts delivered straight to your inbox, co-working sessions so you can carve out the time to actually be visible on LinkedIn, strategic planning to get you laser focused, and a supportive community of other online service providers who just get it. What more could you ask for? I could tell you stories of members like Rachel, who had someone submit an inquiry on her site within hours of posting her first TLC prompt. Or Kira, who said, Haley, this LinkedIn shit is bananas. My visibility and reach are insane. Or Meg, who is a self-described LinkedIn stan, now that TLC is supporting her content and community needs. Or you could go to thepropagy.com slash TLC and use code MESSY at checkout to get your first month free and see for yourself how great TLC and LinkedIn can be. That's thepropagy.com slash TLC with code M-E-S-S-Y at checkout to get your first month free. After that, it's just 27 bucks a month and you can cancel anytime, but I doubt you'll want to. Can't wait to see you on LinkedIn. Going back to something you said earlier about like not just going with your gut and not just going with vibes, what are maybe some unintended consequences of going with a gut hire versus going with someone who fits more objective criteria that maybe aren't so obvious until you've already made the hire and you're already kind of invested? Okay. I hate to do a dating comparison because I literally know I just said I'm contradicting myself, but you know, if like for me, there are certain types of people that I would not that would not objectively work for me in a long-term partner if like politics, for example, but let's say I, I fall in love with someone before I find out what their politics are and they're really in conflict with mine, then, then it's just sad because I love this person, but we don't get along. So it's kind of like that in that you, you, you bring someone in and then you invest you know, time and money into training them into like enculturating them into your company to realize that they can't actually do the job. And then it, it's really messy. So speak of messy middle, um, it gets really messy when they're, they're not doing what you need them to do. And you, you know, you have a personal relationship and then you either just keep going because you don't want to break up with them, which isn't great. Or, you're going to have to end the relationship and, and start again. And you're probably going to wish you had done it objectively in the first place. And I do feel like the vibes or whatever that comes with time, you know, building those relationships and, you know, the HR Linda in me is like, we we don't need those friendships. I I mean, it's not that you can't be friends with your employees, but you're really going to be better off having it be business. Yeah, definitely. And I think that I think that while hiring is not like dating, I think that a lot of the kind of analogies between hiring and dating can be super helpful. But I think it's less like hiring is not like dating where you're just like swiping on Tinder, you're going out with like different people all the time and you're just like making snap decisions. Like that is not the dating that hiring is like. But I do kind of see the kind of understanding of hiring as like dating for a relationship where you're like taking the time to get to know someone, you know, maybe you're taking them home for the holidays, maybe you've met their parents, but like, you're not sure if you want to move in with them yet. Like that, I think can maybe be where the dating 
analogies can connect with hiring, but there's a lot of time and investment. And like when things don't work out there, you're more likely to kind of push them and work to improve as opposed to with someone you just like swiped on Tinder one night and then like they showed up wearing a sweatshirt to your date and you're like, never mind, I don't want to do this anymore. When we treat hiring like that, that's when we get in trouble. But Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think too, one thing that just came up for me too, is when we're dating. Yeah. I'd like, there are definitely similarities. I do feel like with dating, we go by like vibes or like who we're comfortable with. And a lot of times who we're comfortable with, it's pretty homogenous, mm-hmm. like people who have similar interests or similar upbringing or like same race and that you don't want in your business. And that I feel like sometimes looking for that comfort that you would look for in a romantic relationship can really be problematic when it comes to hiring. Yeah. And it's not intentional. I don't think it's conscious, but that's, that's when those um, unconscious biases can come up. And that's why I'm just a nerd about having really systematic hiring processes so that we have permission to just kind of distance ourselves from the candidates a bit and distance ourselves from our guts and, and look objectively. Yeah. I definitely remember when you and I went through your hiring process, you know, over a year ago when we hired my first employee who is no longer with my team. I was really amazed by the experience because I think had I not gone through such an objective process with you like I remember there was someone who we were like really grooving on for the entire time based on all of their application stuff and then we got to the interview and they just fell so flat and I think Mm -hmm. if I had been doing it on my own I maybe would have like pushed past that and been like oh it'll be fine like I like their stuff I'll just hire them maybe I wouldn't have even looked at the person who we ultimately wound up with and then the person who we ultimately wound up with like they were such a great asset for the team and they were such a great hire for me but like I'll be honest, they're probably not going to listen to this, but like if they stumble upon it one day, like we had very different vibes. Like I liked them Mm -hmm. and I liked, you know, what they brought to the team. And I think that we worked well together, but like, I think it would have been weird for us to like hang out. And I think that if I had hired on my own, I would have maybe looked for someone who I would want to like grab coffee and work with or like see in person Mm -hmm. and like be my friend and my employee. Um, And I think I'm really glad that I was able to go through a process with such like intentional kind of strategy so that I was able to find the best employee for the role and not think about like Mm -hmm. who I wanted to hang out with on Zoom all day. Right. So something else that I feel like I've seen a lot in, you know, the online business world this year is like there was this switch from everyone working with contractors to the full-time employee is the only way. But I know you and I both have teams of part-time employees and that's worked really well for us so far. So do you have any thoughts or like experience with the full-time versus part-time employee kind of debate that I think we're heading into? Yeah, I think... If you can do full-time and you have the revenue for it, then that's great. I also think sometimes that we assume that we have to be ready for full-time and have benefits when really we don't. And it it feels very like black and white, like it's either contractors or it's either full-time employees. 
but there is that gray of, um, of part-time employees. And sure, you still have to do a lot of paperwork and stuff, but for me, it's been great. And, you know, the, the only tricky part is I'm trying to give them more opportunities and like full-time and more benefits, and it might not be coming as quickly as they want it. And, you know, in this market, they might find, you know, another job that, that can do that. And does that hurt my self-esteem a little bit, but there's, still helping me get to a point where, where I'm getting there. And even if I have to, you know, even if one of them moves on, they've helped really set me up that I can fill that role. And that's what I tell my clients. Like we want to be really intentional about what the role is. We can't control human behavior. So if they leave, you know, we have a whole system that we can easily get someone else to fill that role. So anyway, all that to say is, it doesn't have to be one or the other. Uh, legally, we need to start doing employees in our space and and not so much contractors. As our our friend, who's a true Linda from HR, says, it's illegal, um, and that might be for another day. Um, but yeah, I would say there's definitely room to get really awesome support, even if it's not like the longest term solution. Um, and part time employees, and you can also find other ways if you're not if you don't have the money for health insurance, um, to bring other benefits to the table. Um, and certainly, you know, remote work and flex scheduling is a great benefit for a lot of people. Awesome. I think that feels like a very positive and uplifting note to end on. So before we, before we go, Meg, do you have anything you would like to share or promote today? Yeah. Come to my website at megkiko.com if you'd like to learn more about, um, we have a DIY hiring course that I'm really proud of that um, I put together this year. And then you can also check out our done for you hiring services that we're so proud of. Uh, I'm so glad I got to do it with Haley last year. Yeah. And I am making a lot of content a lot of the times. So just come to my website. And I also have a freebie if you go to bit.ly slash Meg K dash list. Uh, I have, I have some freebies for you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Meg. And thank you so much to everyone for listening. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Hey there. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, or more likely, thanks for leaving your phone just far enough away that you can't get to it in time to skip past this part. If you like what you heard, don't forget to rate and leave a review. And shout out to my guests for joining me, my dog for not barking, my editor Chrissy for doing her thing, and my friend Devin for letting me use his music. You can check out all of the links for the podcast, anything mentioned in today's episode, and the amazing people who helped me put on the show in the show notes. Bye!